right. Here of me on the Geno Green experience, a good friend. Uh, good to chat, chat up again with John Steppy, the current beat writer for Iowa Hawkeyes football for the Gazette. And this week his role is helping out Iowa State basketball as the number 11 seed Iowa State Cyclones take on the six-seeded LSU Tigers. Friday night at Fiserv Forum, 6.20 p.m. Central Time. Man, John, it's crazy, man, to think that Iowa State at one point in this season was ranked in the top 10, and now they had to kind of struggle their way towards the end of the season, and they end up being a double-digit seed. But on the other side, you have LSU, which I feel like is in a much worse spot than Iowa State, as weird as it sounds, because they did something that most schools would never do. Fired a head coach right before the NCAA tournament. Will Wade got let go uh, this past weekend from allegations that stemmed a few years ago. Yeah, and, you know, it's a, kind of a little bit of a wild factor. You don't know how that's going to play out. I think it's a challenge for both teams, frankly, in terms of the preparation. Because Iowa State, they can look at all this film, but it's Will Wade who is the head coach. You know, they haven't seen the Nickelberry-led Tigers yet. So, you know, that makes it a challenge in Ames. In Baton Rouge, it's obviously a challenge because, okay, usually your time to kind of blow up the whole system isn't right before tournament play. So, you know, and I, obviously the NCAA allegations is a big deal. And, you know, there's a very understandable reason for doing it. But, you know, it's a challenge now for this LSU team. I think they're a talented team, but, you know, how do they react is going to be a big question. Well, LSU is a team that thrives mostly on defense. And even though their non-conference schedule wasn't the best, like their best win was against Wake Forest. And Wake Forest didn't make the NCAA tournament, but they made up for it in that. They made up for it in that tournament caliber. They made up for it in league play as they picked up key wins against teams such as uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and even Kentucky. And they even uh, have a star player in six-man of the year, Tari Eason. And Eason comes into uh, Friday's game as a sophomore, averages 16.9 points a game, 6.7 rebounds, and an assist. And also they thrive on depth. They have a lot of depth on the bench. So even with Kevin Nickelberry as their interim coach, they could be able to make up for it on the fly and be able to just kind of run off of adrenaline and try and play for potentially Nickelberry to keep his job. Yeah, and, you know, I think this is be a really interesting matchup because, as you mentioned, this is such a defensive-oriented team. You know, I love looking at Ken Palm and the adjusted efficiency on the defensive side for LSU is number five in the country. So this is one of the best defensive teams, you know, really good at forcing turnovers. So it's going to be a really interesting matchup because Iowa State's had some offensive issues. You know, that Big 12 tournament game, I don't think Iowa State fans want too much of a reminder of that, losing 72-41 to against Texas Tech. You know, that's going to be an interesting matchup there. Iowa State has to get going offensively, and it won't be easy. Granted, Iowa State also, you know, a very good defensive team. So if you like defensive kind of minded basketball games, this is me the game for you at Fiserv. Yeah, it will be. It most definitely will be. 
And Iowa State also has a lot of issues with turnovers this year. Uh, they average 13.8 um, turnovers a game, which is 281st in the nation. It's very hard to do to be kind of like in that bottom tier when it comes to turnovers. And it won't help them much if they continue to be on that other side of things because the game could get very ugly very quickly if they're not able to clean up their turnover issues, which played a big part in that blowout loss to Texas Tech in the Big 12 quarterfinals last week. Yeah, and I think the team that wins the turnover battle have a very good chance and probably will be the winner You know, when we're in Milwaukee. I think that really is going to be the difference maker because you see with Iowa State a lot of different variety in results where when their offense is clicking, they beat Iowa by 20. So that's a pretty good result right there. And Iowa right now probably one of the hottest teams in the country coming off their Big Ten tournament title. So when things are going well, it's a pretty high ceiling for them. And, you know, this is a team that did prove themselves in the non-conference. And as you mentioned, a team that got up into the top ten. And, you know, now going from being worse than ten in seeding, let alone overall rank. You know, a pretty, yeah, a pretty fast fall right there. But, yeah, I think turnovers will be a really big key there. You have to limit it. You can't have a turnover rate in the 20s against this LSU team. And just in general in the NCAA tournament and expect to win. Even if Iowa State beats LSU, they're still going to be going up against a very good Wisconsin team and a Wisconsin team that's going to be playing in its home state. So, not just against LSU. If they win on Friday, it'll be another big key on Sunday against Wisconsin, most likely. You know, don't want to count out Colgate. Yeah, you don't want to count Colgate out, but basically it's going to be the Cole Center East, essentially, on Friday night, where I expect a lot of Wisconsin fans to pack five serve four. A ton of them. Yeah, I've used that Cole Center East phrase in conversation a couple times this week already. I'm sure I'll use it more in the future. I believe it was back in, I want to say it's 2014, I could be off a year or two, was Wisconsin was in Milwaukee for the NCAA tournament, and it was against Oregon, and it was a sea of red in the Bradley Center. So, I haven't said the Bradley Center in a while, but you know, it was really Cole Center East, and now a block north, I'm expecting it to be the exact same thing this weekend. Yeah, I, I expect it to, and that'll be a fun environment Friday night and potentially going into Sunday if, if it happens that way. But going back to Iowa State LSU is the focus on the Geno Green experience. No matter what happens with Iowa State, even if they don't win this game on Friday night, this is still a turnaround season from them compared to last year when they had Epically, one of the worst seasons in college basketball history, going two and twenty-two last season, and that's hard to be that bad. Yeah, hard to be that bad, and maybe it was the curse that Jalen Coleman lands is on that team because it felt like he was on his fourteenth team at that point. <laughs> you know, and you look at it; they played some not great teams and still lost that year, and. It's pretty incredible. I think really both at Iowa State and at Marquette, it's a different 
it's no longer this, okay, a rebuild has to be this slow, kind of painful process. Where odds showed at Iowa State that, hey, this rebuild can happen fast. And maybe people are thinking it's going to happen really, really fast after that incredibly good start that got him into the top 10. Then reality kind of hit in a little bit when they got into Big 12 play. But still, you look at some of their losses in Big 12 play that pushed them down from, you know, top-tier team to now being a double-digit seed. You know, some of them are bad. As I mentioned, the Texas Tech loss, that was just kind of a disaster. But then other ones, losing by five to Baylor. Baylor's the number one seed right now. You look at it, and granted it was in Ames, and, you know, Hilton is not an easy place to go into. But still, losing by only five to Baylor, you know, that's not a terrible loss by any means. So this is an Iowa State team that that rebuild, I think, happened faster than anybody expected. And I think if you asked pretty much anyone in Ames, if, you know, we were talking a year ago, so March 2021, and said, hey, you're bringing this new coach, and you're going to go to an NCAA tournament game in year one. And it's not going to be some crazy fluke in the Big 12 tournament that does it. It's going to be, you legit earned that spot. I think pretty much anybody would take that. Yeah, most definitely. I, um, I agree with that 100%. But the focus for Iowa State also kind of revolves around its defense, but they also can make plays on and off the ball. A little bit of a difference between them and LSU, but their depth isn't as big as LSU, and that could be something to watch out for, especially if the game gets late on Friday night in the second half and it's a close game. LSU's depth on, on, on off its bench could be a big factor because it kind of played, played a factor in their win against Alabama late in the season and when they kind of needed to solidify a good seeding for the NCAA tournament. But on Iowa State's end, they do have a key player to watch out for. Isaiah Brockington, the senior guard, averages 17.2 points a game, 7.1 rebounds, and 1.7 assists. Uh, he's a st- the strongest serves a drink, and I feel like for him to have any success to pull off a, quote, upset, if you even want to call it, even even though it's two power schools, but it's an 11-6 matchup. So for the purposes of seeding, this would be an upset here. They need to rely yeah. on Brockington. Yeah, and I think it helps, too, that he has past NCAA tournament experience. So I think that also is another thing where this is a new thing for a lot of the key players in Iowa State's rotation. Like, you look at a guy like Tyrese Hunter, you know, a freshman. This is a whole new experience for him. But at least, you know, Brockington has been in this position before. So it helps a little bit. And, you know, March Madness, it's different. Um, it's different than a conference tournament. You know, the preparation is different. The media spotlight is different. So it helps to have a player to lean on that has been in this position before. So I think, you know, he's definitely a key player to watch. I think Tyrese Hunter, it's a little bit of a cool storyline for him. Grew up in the area, now gets to play under the big lights of Pfizer Forum for an NCAA tournament game. I'm sure there'll be a Tyrese Hunter fan section on Friday. That's for sure. I think he's another key player to watch. 
Speaking of fans, there won't be anything like the Wisconsin game later on in the evening, which we already kind of touched on earlier on the podcast, but uh, I expect some Iowa State fans to make that trip up from from Des Moines. Do you expect that to be the case, or do you expect it to be like kind of super quiet like the Texas-Virginia Tech game that will kind of be beforehand? Well, I think some fans will definitely make the trip. It's not a terrible drive, whether, you know, Des Moines is probably the metro area where most alumni are coming from. Um, I know from Ames, it's a little over 350 miles. So it's not a terrible drive. You know, I can probably do it, probably driving a little too fast in a little over three and a half hours to downtown Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I find another two hours because of coming from Des Moines. It's a reasonable drive. I think when you look at it, it being the same session as Wisconsin, Wisconsin fans are going to be the majority there. But I think it's reasonable to expect some Iowa State fans to make that trip, especially, you know, with their allotted seats. It's not a terrible drive. So, and weather-wise, it's not the time of year. There are certain times of year where I'd say, yeah, I don't know how many people are going to make that trip on I-80, but... You know, knock on wood, I'm probably jinxing it right now. It looks like a pretty good weather week, too. Let's just play the role of being hypothetical and say Iowa State ends up pulling up set against LSU and they get to the second round to say, say, hey, like maybe Wisconsin, they'll play them in the second round. How do you see Iowa State stacking up with Wisconsin if they end up meeting in the second round? I think that would be an interesting matchup. I think Wisconsin is a three seed. You know, they're a beatable team. In general, when you just look at this purely on paper, I think it's going to be tough, though, to be playing at Cole Center East. That, I think, is really going to be a tough matchup. You know, Wisconsin, of course, I think everyone knows how they kind of play at their methodical pace. So it's possible to hang in there. I think that helps a little bit. But, you know, I think it's a tough matchup there for Iowa State. I think they can get hot against LSU, particularly if, you know, those couple key players really step up. I have my doubts about whether they could beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, obviously, a very talented unit this year. Obviously, well coached with Craig Gard. You know, never say never. Stranger things have happened, but I think it'd be a tough matchup for them. Especially when you have a uh, player of the year candidate and Johnny Davis, who's been almost unstoppable throughout this season. Yeah. You know, Wisconsin has put together a tremendous year, co-Big Ten regular season champs. And looking at the Big Ten, that's no small feat. Obviously, the tournament crown, okay, a team can get hot, that kind of thing. But when you look at the depth of the Big Ten this year, it's impressive. You've got teams, you know, that kind of, snuck in on the back end, too, of the Big Ten in terms of the tournament picture that are legit good teams. Rutgers, you know, that's not an easy win. Michigan, not an easy win. You've got teams like that. You've got Indiana playing in the first four. So you've got a lot of respectable teams. Or even Marquette, our league. Yeah, in that non-conference schedule, and especially that time of year, Marquette, really was in stride. They've had a little more of a rocky February slash March. But you look at it, and, you know, they've played a 
tough schedule, and they've done well. And you mentioned Johnny Davis being one of the best players in the country, AP first-team All-American. So you look at it, that's a tough team. It would be fascinating to see the Johnny Davis versus the Iowa State defense storyline. I think that would be interesting. But in the long run, I think it's a tall task. We'll see what happens, and... Well, yeah, it's fun to kind of play that what if scenario, but Friday night should be yeah. fun at five serve, and it'll be a good chance for you to come back home to Milwaukee, man. Yeah, yes, I think excited. I'll probably know my way around the arena. Yeah, I mean it might be I'll a lot. Know where the media ice cream is. That's probably the most important thing. Well, they didn't have media ice cream this past season. Oh, they didn't. No media ice cream this past season, man. But they had the regular food though. Regular food was still there, but no right. ice cream. All right, so at least there's that, but. Man, the no ice cream, that's a yeah, and I don't, devastating. I don't expect the NCAA to make that any different, especially given the fact that allegedly from what I was looking at with the map set up today, the media section is supposed to be in the, not in the stands, but in the um, oh, concessions. Oh, like we're going to get a concession voucher, I think. That's why I think yeah, it's going to be kind of similar yeah. to what they do with the Bucks games, because they were doing that this year for Bucks games and not the Marquette right. games. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I saw that the cousin subs counts as part of the concession voucher, so that might be my <laughs> go-to. I haven't had cousins cheese curds in a while. There, there, there you go, right there. Cousins che- yeah. cheese curds. I make sure I'm a little. Not the same with Culver's. You know, yeah. I I have Culver's like two minutes, three minutes from my apartment here, but you know I've missed the cousins cheese curds, so That's I'll fair. get that end with the voucher. Fair. Well, it should, it should be fun either way on Friday. Hopefully, we can cross paths this weekend if possible. Uh, thanks yeah. again for coming on the Geno Green Experience, John. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on.